All right. I think this this is going to be a hopefully it all sounds okay. I've done a few test runs and it should be all set. Otherwise, I'm in trouble. <laughs> it's also sitting here for probably an hour or so and for it not to work. Might be a bit disheartening, but anyway, we're going to go with it. See if it works out. Um, and then, yeah. I'm allowing myself one episode or a bell, the first few, to fuck up. <laughs> um, and then after the the birthing process, hopefully it's um, it's all plain sailing from there. If you can hear the wind outside, I apologise. There's a bit of a storm going on at the moment. And, um, yeah, the wind is, is pretty hefty. So if you can hear that, I apologise. I don't know how good this microphone is. It's meant to be pretty good. It's pretty expensive. So <laughs> hopefully that correlates to being good. But I'm hoping you still can hear that. So, yeah. Anyway, this is the first first podcast. I don't really know what to call it. I, I want to come up with something original. But at the same time, I... I've no imagination whatsoever, and I can't really come up with with um with a name. So hopefully, by the time this is uploaded to wherever I plan on putting it, there's a name, um, and I might just end up going with something like my name plus podcast put on the end of it. So yeah, <laughs> that will that will definitely um that'll definitely probably happen where I'll just be not creative whatsoever and just put my name and plus podcast at the end of it hopefully i'll come up with something between now and then and um it's original and sounds great and catchy and rolls off people's tongues and it's what everyone's talking about all the time non-stop doubt that very much <laughs> so yeah this this first kind of episode it's probably the only episode that i have something to talk about um i may need to break it up into different parts though because i think if I do talk about what I want to talk about now, it's going to just be like non-stop and it'll go on for hours potentially, well I hope. Um, so hopefully this is probably going to be part one or so, uh, depending on time and I'll probably split it up into different parts but I'm going to talk about my whole experience being being away from home, uh, living abroad the past 10 months or so. Um, I've been back just under a week, six days now. Today's the 25th of, of August, 2020. Um, and yeah, I basically lived in, in Sydney, Australia for the past 10 months. So I'm going to probably talk about first, um, why did I move away? Uh, go through the reasons the reasons for that. What it was like preparing, um, leaving, arriving, and then living during at first was the worst bushfires that Australia's seen and then during our good friend COVID and how that was from from the beginning of that till when I left a week ago but yeah we're gonna get into it I guess um again a bit of a ghetto ass setup here at the moment so whenever I came back um I basically just fucked everything in like my bedroom and anything any any shit that was lying around and I basically fucked it out into a skip I got rid of it so at the moment I've no bed I've no desk I've no like setup so I'm on an air bed and I have my microphone 
pretty much on top of the air bed with my laptop and I'm sitting on the floor. So I wish there was a video for this. Um, hopefully in the future when I get, get set up with it. Uh, I have like a camera that I can use, but um, I don't have a cable for it yet. So I need to get a cable for it. And when that's arrived, I'll be able to do a video with these as well. Um, and I apologize, it's also a mini fridge in the background that just turned on like a minute ago. So if you hear that turning on and off, um, you know what it is. But yeah, if you hear me just moving around on the floor, um, yeah, I apologize. Or if you hear the airbed move, um, yeah, like I said, this is the pilot episode, so it's a bit all over the shop. But yeah, so where was I going to start? I was going to start, well, yeah, I live in Australia, Sydney to be more precise for, for the past 10 months. Um, basically, why did I go over? I mean, there's probably a few thing like reasons stand out um reasons as to why i mean as most people from like ireland i suppose well, there's so many of us that go over there we're kind of just bored we don't have a job that we want to be in for for any longer than we were already and just thought well where is the best place to get a visa to and on top of that this is sunny australia although as far away as it is it's probably the the best option for us um because he wants to move to a country in europe where we don't speak <laughs> we don't speak the language and where the weather is better but almost the same as as back home so yeah i basically decided i think it was march april time of 2019 that i was gonna move away i was planning on going back to college um I haven't previously been when I was 18 um, and dropping out after a year because I was doing computer science and I absolutely despised it. <laughs> like, I just didn't, I thought it was what I wanted to do, like so many people, and then like halfway through the year, I was like, no, I've, I've lost it. I've completely lost where this is going and where it has gone and it's too late for me to catch up. So uh, I dropped out. Soon after that, I started working in a in a bank, um, just as like a floor, like a bank, what's the, what's the bank official? Like I think was the was the job title, um, but I just stood on the floor all day and pretty much helped people print off statements and put money into their account and listen to them complain about not having any money. That was pretty much my job. So um, I was doing that for like a year and a half, and then um. I was gonna leave in twenty September twenty nineteen and go and um go back to college, go back to go back to uni and study studying. I didn't know what exactly put something in the health and fitness um scene, I guess you could say, because um again I didn't know what I wanted to study, but that's the only area, that's the only like thing I have an interest in is sports and fitness and and health. So I thought. Well, if I'm in the field that I know I, I like, it should be a lot easier than than doing something that I didn't like. But again, my mind not being exactly made up and for fear of dropping it again and going through that. Um, yeah, I kind of half-assed everything. I kind of half-assed researching the college courses and yeah, I ended up just kind of getting cold feet about it. So when I realised I wasn't going to go back, that was like March or April of, of last year, 2019, 
and again the whole thing of what the fuck are you gonna do with your life <laughs> you know you're you're in this job that you don't really like that um you know you're not gonna progress in so what what are you gonna gonna do you know what what's your plan what age is I was 21 yeah 21 you know and I was just sort of panicking not panicking but just sort of having that conversation with myself I don't like to waste time and I was wasting a lot of time doing a job that didn't really give me much I just stood on the like I said just stood on the floor and um, answered the same question maybe 50 times a day good money for the age and all that not good money in general because you know you wouldn't be able to live off it if you were you know paying a mortgage and had kids or whatever but good for a 21 year old living at home who had no real bills or anything to pay so I was saving money planning on going back to college but when that failed I had a bit of money left over I had money saved and I didn't know what to do with it so I don't know what it was I think it was just a factor of having a family who had been to Australia um, in years gone by and them having the whale of a time and I had a work colleague who went over for three months um, to visit a, like a, a brother of his who lived over there. Uh, so he came back. He took it like a career break, went over, came back. And um, just kind of hearing him talk about it or and seeing him go through the whole process, I think it kind of implemented it into my brain a bit. Um, and as well, having family going over there and, and them talking about it and then having a great time. Um, I think it was already kind of in my brain. Uh, that that was something that you know I could do but also I'm not a person who travels like I'm not I have no interest whatsoever um at that time in traveling I just didn't like flying like I have an absolute tremendous huge fear of flying well I say that I it kind of subsided to a certain extent now um just because obviously I've, I've flown quite a bit I've flown nearly as for as long as you can um, with the two flights to to well the one flight uh, to Sydney, but I'll get into that. I'll get into that. But yeah, I didn't really travel too much because well, one I didn't have anyone to travel with, and um, two, fear of flying didn't really want to do it because um, I thought the, the thoughts of getting onto a plane just you know scared the living shit out of me. So I think then around yeah, March April time I just kind of had a little gander online about how much it could potentially cost um, to kind of scope it out see how easy it would be you know uh, and it turns out it's pretty cheapish not cheap but it's it's okay it's not it's not um, it's not bank bank breaking um, which is what I thought it was going to be um, yeah, probably so. Took, like, just a quick break because they said the skip that I mentioned earlier on is getting picked up now. Um, so I was wondering whether it was like a massive truck outside my house. Uh, but yeah, turns out it wasn't too expensive. There was like different, I kind of went down the route of like a travel agency. I know a lot of people do it themselves to save a bit of money, they just apply for the visa by themselves and book the flights by themselves. But, um, me being a person who hasn't traveled and doesn't know much about it, I just thought it'd be safer to go down the travel agency route, which I did. Uh, travel agency that I booked over was USIT. 
I think that's how you say it. I don't know if they say it like USIT or they just say use it, but gotta call them use it. I don't know if that's only available in Ireland. I think it's only like an Irish travel agent. I don't know. It might be available in your country or have to sort it out. <laughs> um, you have to look that up on your own if you're outside of, of Ireland. But yeah, like they kind of sort out visas for like college students going over to America and you know, they can get you a visa to various different countries, Australia being one of them, Canada being another. So yeah, they had different packages that they offered. I think like a base, like a starter, middle, and a high end. Um, me being the big baller that I am, <laughs> I went for the for the the high end, the high high end, the most expensive one you can buy. Um, so pretty much from I remember I was watching a football match. I think it was like Arsenal and Man City. I think I remember the match. I think it's that. I think it was that. Um, I think it was that game anyway that I was watching and uh, I just had a look on my laptop about it I think I inquired the same day they got back to me then like I think that was a Sunday they got back to me on the Monday um, had a quick chat with the advisor just over email back and forth I think by the end of that week I, I paid my deposit <laughs> I, I um, just I'm, I'm I'm the type of person who doesn't like to think about things like no that's that's probably wrong I do like to think things through thoroughly I do think things through you know as 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 much as you need to but i don't um i don't wait around i like to have things done i'm impatient i like to have things done now and when i had the price when they said to me this is why you're paying the deposit i just booked it there and then i just paid it <laughs> i didn't really think too much about it because um well, why not uh, because if you think about it more you might doubt yourself and you might think well this is a terrible idea i'm leaving a job that pays well and has good prospects if i want it uh to go over to a country where I don't know anybody, I'm going by myself, halfway across the world, and uh, you know, things might get fucked up. <laughs> you know, things might go might go wrong, and you just don't know. So, uh, I booked the deposit. I think then it was just like a quick. I don't know the exact time frame. I think it was literally about a month from first contact to having everything booked. Uh, it was all done. Oh, sorry, and including that visa. So getting your visa is a whole month. Uh, so they obviously take all your details. They apply for the visa, and then they get back to you whenever it get whenever it gets approved. If it gets approved, if you haven't been a bad boy, um, and it gets you know rejected or whatever. But luckily for me, I'm a born born cunt, and um, I've no no um, no blemishes on my on my record or anything like that. So it, it went through. And yeah, I was pretty much all set. I kept on talking to the woman, obviously, who I was dealing with, just about added benefits to the to the package that I got, like booking my hostel for the first ten nights, I think it was, or the first seven nights. Um, she also said that they helped me with like getting SIM cards and bank accounts and all that set up. So went through all that, had everything pretty much ready. Uh, but I think it was like May. It was definitely May. I should have probably looked up dates and all that before this, but. I'm gonna go and go and rogue here. I'm just like I set up my microphone and got talking. As you can tell by the skip outside and the noise, it's it's probably not well planned. <laughs> I do have I do want to get things set up properly, which will happen whenever like furniture arrives and shit, and I have a space to uh, sit down and then talk and not be sitting on a on a bedroom floor. But yeah, that was probably about May. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say now I might I might fact check myself in like another episode, 
um, like the next episode and after I do this one because I'm already 16 minutes in and I haven't talked about uh, like a percent of what I want to talk about but that's a lie maybe like 10% yeah probably more like 15% we'll, we'll say anyway yeah probably around May time the end of May I had everything booked dates for flights um, luckily whenever I booked they had like they looked at dates for when I wanted to go so that was May and I kind of wanted to give myself time to save up money and prepare um, so I said October they booked it for October 18th because that was the cheapest flights they could get so my flight I think left Dublin at like 2 or 3 o'clock um, in the afternoon I flew to Doha for seven and a half hours, then I'd have a nine hour layover. Now that would be quite important <laughs> later on. Me being a novice flyer, I didn't realise that a nine hour layover is pretty much the worst thing you can you can think of or you can do. Um but me hearing chief flights and me not knowing what I was signing up for, uh, I happily yeah, yeah, go for it, yeah, go, go, I don't care. Book whatever. Um and yeah, that, that was all booked by health insurance or travel insurance or whatever the hell you call it. Probably should should have known what that what that is, but luckily I didn't need it. So um, yeah, got all that sorted. Um, and yeah, got it all booked. I think as yeah. So again, reasons why I left. That's one of them was was work. Um, I was wasn't happy with where where I was working. I was working in the bank for for two years at that point. And um, I didn't want to progress. I knew that. Didn't want to go back to college. So that was probably reason number one. Being unhappy and where you work. And not really having the motivation to to look for other jobs. Because, you know, life is just the same thing. It was day in, day out. Same thing over and over and over again. And I wasn't challenging myself. Wasn't making myself uncomfortable in any way, shape or form. I was just kind of floating. Being stagnant. Stagnating, you know. Um... And that's not good for her, for the mind or for anything really, anything. So I knew going to another job in the same city, in the same country was going to be the same thing after two years. So, and it was the same, it was going to be the same thing regardless of where you go, even if you move country, but you know, it's better to be stagnant in on a nice beach somewhere <laughs> rather than, you know, a country as... Limiting, I guess you could say. It's, it's a very limiting, limited country. I hate to say that, but... Um, I love where I'm from, but it's a very like, limited place to be at times. Um, and I hate to say that, but when you move abroad... And I don't want to be that guy who says, when you, when you, when you live abroad... <laughs> that guy was always like, well, I lived in... And over there, it's... But I'm going to be that guy for a second. You go, you go away and you see different, you know, lifestyles and how... I only lived in one one place, but <laughs> even that one place is much different to to um, to where I am now. And even being back for six days, it's kind of depressing in a way. Now, I have been locked up because I can't leave because of quarantine. Obviously, I should say that I'm in quarantine for two weeks, so I cannot leave. I'm not allowed to leave for a walk or anything I can't leave the house and I haven't left the house in six days and for me that's tough I like being out I like being active and yeah I haven't been there by clearing out the two rooms that I have in my house just to get them set up for 
like what like a new bed uh, I ordered a new bed and a new desk and all that sort of shit but I'm getting sidetracked again <laughs> I want to talk about reasons of why I left and I've gone on this mad tangent about so many different things but yeah the job obviously I didn't want to didn't want to be there anymore it was almost coming up on two years being there didn't want to progress and it was kind of making me unhappy and um yeah I will say the people that I worked with was the only reason why I went there every day and um yeah, the people that I worked with was the main reason why. I don't think I could have survived in that job if it wasn't for the people. And um yeah, that that was the only that was the only like plus side to it. And also the money. <laughs> and the money was was like I said before, pretty good. So um yeah, reason number two was a bit more I don't know. I don't know I don't know what he got. I think December. I know exactly now. I think I noticed almost day to day, day by day, um what happened with this this side of it uh reason number two was on oh actually maybe i don't know the dates <laughs> uh, i think it was the 29th of december 2018 i think it was like 10 o'clock at night or so i was lying in bed and um out of nowhere my heart just started to be like really quick and off rhythm so I had a regular heartbeat it was quite fast and I was like in the bed going okay let's just see where this goes <laughs> you know obviously I was a bit panicked at that time but I was kind of like okay it's been just a few seconds let's just you know give it a minute maybe your heart's just having a moment <laughs> it's just being a bit ratty and maybe it'll just sort itself out in like a minute or two just focus on what you're watching on Netflix and you know, try ignore the irregular heartbeat um, as best as possible. That plan went completely out the fucking window. <laughs> my anxiety and my just complete panic took over. And um, yeah, I remember just kind of being like, shit, okay, I got up out of my bed and I sort of stood up and took a few deep breaths and wasn't wasn't working. Didn't fix it. Still irregular, still quite high. Just went into my mom and I was like, something's not fucking right here. <laughs> So I explained to her what was going on and she was like, will I call Will I call an ambulance? And I was like, me trying to be as, um, I didn't want to be an inconvenience. <laughs> as stupid as that sounds, I know, like, you shouldn't be that way if there's, like, a serious, or, like, if you don't feel right and you think there's something seriously wrong with you, especially when it's your heart, yeah, call a fucking ambulance. Uh, but me just being a fucking fool, I was like, no, no, I'm okay. I'll just go back to bed and hopefully it'll pass. I'll sleep. I'll sleep. I'll sleep through it. I'll just sleep over it. Now, I wasn't in any pain. I wasn't in any pain or I wasn't, you know, like, I knew I wasn't in any serious, like, harm. It was just my heart was high. Um, and it was just beating like it was. It was just, I can't, I don't even want to remember what it was like because it was, it was pretty bad, but it was just offering when it didn't feel right and it just. It was just a bad experience. Um, so I said I'll sleep through it. And if I wake up the next day and it doesn't feel right, well, I'm going to go down to my doctor and then they'll send me to the hospital and we'll go from there. So yeah, I woke up the next morning and still, as you can probably guess, still fucked. So I headed down to my doctor and had a chat with him and he was like, yeah, like you have to go into the hospital. Your heart rate is definitely, it's definitely not being right. It's definitely not, um, not beating the way it should. So you're probably best to go into the hospital. So I went into the hospital. Uh, 
I guess you could say queued up. Is that the right was that the right, is that the right term? Queued up uh, or waited, and uh, was seen to quite quick because obviously hard problems are probably high priority. So I was seen to quite uh, quite quick. Um, brought over. Sorry, I was brought into like a room first, where they put like the the pads on me, the ECG pads, so they could monitor my heart rate and see if there was something wrong and what action they needed to take. Had that done. Um, I was in quite high spirits at this time. I was like I said, it wasn't any pain. It was just like discomfort more than anything. Just like your heart. I'm sure everyone has experienced that at one point where it happens for like a minute or two. Um, but yeah, I was basically just sitting there. They had their readings and obviously they agreed. Yeah, it's fucked. So um, yeah, they they put like the uh, don't know what the really it's like a sticky pad you know the things where they go clear and they shock you yeah well they basically put like a large one of those on my it wasn't like the the prongs or what <laughs> that's not the right word but the I, I need like a medical professional to come in and tell me what the the tools are actually called but like the shock things they put like one of those on me but it's like a sticky version of it so uh, they put that on me around my chest and said look okay your heart's not beating right you know that so we need to get it back going the way it should be. So we're going to shock you, basically. We're going to sedate you and um, we're going to shock you to get it back, back beating right. So that was a bit a bit crazy. I didn't think, I didn't really know how things were going to go, but I didn't think they're going to go down that route. Um, so the doctor walked me through it as what was going to happen. Um, and I was laying in the bed and I think he had to get approval because I was so young um they had to get approval to do it as far as as far as i know that's what they told me anyway so i was just sitting there my auntie was my auntie was there with me she brought me into the hospital um and yeah i just kind of waited <laughs> kind of like all right well this is what's gonna happen it'll fix me and i'll be okay so i was chilling in the hospital bed for like an hour or so and uh, i could see the doctor after an hour go over to the phone and look to get to get permission and yeah all, all good he has permission to shock <laughs> permission to uh, to go ahead he came back over and uh, as they're preparing me i think they're ready to sedate me or whatever they're, they're planning on doing the nurse just looked at like the heart screen the heart rate screen or the the heart rate um and things have gone back to normal apparently things have gone back to you know the way they should be or they've They've gone back to, you know, regular levels. They've gone back to the way it should be. So, hold the fuck up. Let's not shock them because there's nothing wrong. So, I felt okay. I felt pretty, pretty good. You know, I I, I had time to relax in the hospital bed. So, for about an hour or so, I was just completely chilled out. I think they gave me, like, a bit of medication too. To kind of chill me out a bit, you know, to just kind of ease me into it. Um... So yeah, I felt felt okay. I didn't realize it until the nurse pointed it out. But yeah, things had kind of felt better on my chest. They've, the heart rate's gone back to normal. It's not so it wasn't wasn't abnormally high, but it wasn't you know comfortable. It was uncomfortably high, and then the beating had gone back to a normal way. And my heart rate at this point now had gone down to like fifty. So it was like resting heart rate. So yeah, they kind of stood there for a second and was like, "All right, well, what the fuck, <laughs> you know." I got permission to shock, you know, I got to fucking shock something, 
now um they're kind of like okay apparently the doctor told me it's a odd occurrence that it goes back so um they said that they keep me in for like four hours to kind of monitor me to make sure that it didn't you know fuck up again i suppose um fast forward the uh, well actually they they like done a few more tests on me they like drug tested me because they were 100 percent certain um that it was cocaine <laughs> they like they, they the nurse told me that like for my age group and it being a saturday morning that yeah like not even nine times out of ten but like ten times out of ten <laughs> when they do when someone comes in my age group with heart problems they do a drug test and there's copious copious amounts of fucking cocaine in their system so they um, were almost certain that it was and they asked me that multiple times before the test came back and it was like zero they were like, well, when's the last time you had alcohol? And I was like, like two months ago. They're like, uh, how much did you drink two months ago? I was like, maybe a small bit. They're like, how how small? And I'm like, probably like, <laughs> like a glass of champagne. And they're like, okay, so it's definitely not drugs or alcohol. Um. So yeah, they basically looked after me then for four hours. I just kind of, I just kind of sat there and they, you know, let me let left me to it, and I was giving the all clear. Um. Now I was told to take a tablet, like a beta blocker, I think they're called. I still don't know to this day. I'm still taking the tablet, by the way, but I still don't know what the tablet does or, well, what it's called. No, I know what it's called. It's called bisoprolol. I think that's what it's called. I think, that, I think it's so, anyway. I think so. Um, <laughs> but from my, they didn't really tell me much about it. And I didn't ask because I just kind of wanted to get home at that point. And uh, apparently just, it kind of like just keeps your heart calm. <laughs> keeps your heart calm. Now, later on, I'll obviously talk about, I think this episode is going to be just like the setup episode. This is like the setup to me going away because I'm half an hour in. I don't want to go over an hour because I don't know how long or file sizes and upload sizes and, you know, all that sort of stuff. I don't want to go over an hour just to, not for the first episode anyway. But yeah, they gave me a tablet that, I uh, had to take it every morning just to kind of keep my heart under control, I think is the best way to say it. Like, it kind of keeps the heart rate down. It didn't, did obviously didn't want it to skyrocket again. So there's nobody to take this tablet every day, uh, which I did. It was only, like, a small dosage as well. It was only, like, the smallest dosage, dosage you could get of this particular medication. So, um, yeah, that was that was Saturday. Um, come home, feel good I feel okay I still feel like a bit shaken up a bit shaken up to be honest I feel a bit like fuck you know what the fuck was that <laughs> you know what the fuck was that so yeah I get back on Saturday I think I was in work on the Sunday no sorry I wasn't in work on the Sunday I was in work on the Monday um much to my family they were like they, they were like no you're not going to work fuck that um but no, i go into work i got i was meant to be in work on the saturday then i went to the hospital and i said to my manager obviously that this had happened and they were more than uh accommodating they were yeah they were great just during this whole period because it doesn't stop here the story doesn't stop here with hospital visits and shit but um yeah back to work on the monday i felt fragile as fuck i, I don't know i don't know how to describe it but like my mind just went I'd never had something 
like that happened. Now it wasn't like a major thing. It wasn't as if I had like a heart attack or a stroke or you know something serious happened to me. I, I think I had something that um, like the doctors couldn't really describe it because they didn't know what it was. I think it was just like a random occurrence where my heart just was like fuck this, and you know just from I think at that time I was as well thinking about what I want to do in my future and you know my mind's all over the place and I think it just you know something just went popped and um you know my heart just kind of gave out for for like that day or so but yeah no I, I came home and I felt kind of fragile I felt like there was still something wrong with me I felt heavy in my chest I felt like my heart was about to explode I just felt like fucking shit I felt like shit and yeah, I kind of showed a few days later. I remember going back into work on the Monday. And um, even, like, putting on my uniform for work. It just... I was, like, putting on... Like, as if I was made of glass or something. I was just putting on real slow and real, like, just... Like, just... I don't, I don't know how to describe it. I just felt like if someone bumped into me or someone touched me, like, I was going to explode or I was going to have, like, a heart attack or something. I was just real paranoid that now all of a sudden. Like, I felt... I felt something different happen to me. That I never felt before. And it kind of scared me a bit. So now I was just like over, overly worried. Um, so yeah, went to work on the Monday. Felt like shit. Tuesday, felt like shit. It just felt like something was going to happen. We felt like just eventually something was going to, like I was going to have a heart attack. That's how I felt. I felt like just it's going to happen. You know, it's not a matter of if, just it's going to happen in the next week or so. So as you can imagine, for the people who who are listening, and for people who are, um, who are, I don't know what the word is, but used to anxiety and panic, you're probably going to know where this goes, but I didn't know where this was going to go until, until it happened, I think it was the Thursday, so that, that Thursday, I got into work, and, uh, <clears throat> I just, all of a sudden, just, my heart rate skyrocketed, just out of nowhere, and obviously I was like to myself, this is it, you know, this is this is what I've been waiting. This is what uh, it's been building up to. You know, fuck. You know, this is the heart attack. This is the the gone. I'm gone. I'm out. Um. So yeah, I was just standing at work. My heart rate was high. I was really warm. I felt lightheaded, and I said it to my colleague at the time that I just felt like shit. I, like I needed to sit down. Again, him being the legend that he was. I don't want to mention names. I'm just not sure if people are comfortable with me naming names, but um. He mean the hero that he was, and he is a hero. He just told me to go and sit down, and uh, he'd look after the floor, the customers, and all sort of stuff. So I went in and sat down. I think it was like an hour past or so, and I just kind of didn't feel the same. So I was like, "All right, well, hospital." <laughs> that was the only. That was only. Well, I didn't want to go. Sorry, I didn't want to go again. Me just being like the macho bullshit fucking guy that oh, I don't want a fucking hospital even though I was having a what I thought was a heart attack or like a stroke or, or something serious um, my work colleague kind of said it to me look <clears throat> go leave uh, you know it's fine and that's that's exactly what I did I ended up going into the hospital um, got a taxi in sat in the waiting room and as I was in the waiting room I relaxed again you know I was like in like a safe area. I knew that nothing bad's gonna happen here because of the hospital. So I calmed and I relaxed, and my heart rate went back down to to normal. So that was kind of when 
the first sort of clue that I wouldn't find out till later on. Um, the first sort of clue as to what was what was causing this. But yeah, I'll get into that a bit later. Uh, into what was causing it. But anyway, I was in the hospital, in the waiting room. Heart rate went back down a bit. I felt fine. But again, the doctor kind of, or the hospital people, the nurse called me in. I was like, look, we're going to monitor you. We're going to see if you're all right. And then they recommended that they keep me in overnight just to monitor me for 24 hours and then see who I am. So that's what we did. I said that I spent a night in hospital and that is exactly what I did. And it wasn't all bad. I think people were probably expecting me to have like a horror story or, you know, talk about how bad the hospital experience was. There was like a point in the middle of the night where someone was fighting one of the nurses. Like I think he genuinely assaulted her because um, there was like a massive loud bang in the middle of the night. And I remember waking up to it. Uh, and there was a commotion. You know, security was called, and uh, yeah. But other than that, it was it was pretty. It was pretty. It was alright. You know, it was a hospital. I had like I couldn't move. I had to pretty much lie on my back the whole time because of um, the heart rate monitor they had on me. Like they had all the wires and shit, so I couldn't move, which was pretty annoying. I couldn't move on my side, or you know, I had to lie on my back the whole time. Uh, yeah, and I was pretty much there. That was a Thursday. I was discharged on Friday. Um, and again, yeah, like this time I was a bit more confident. I was a bit more at ease because of being at the hospital. They've checked me for 24 hours. And um, again, didn't really tell me anything other than I probably should ask more questions. But again, I just kind of took it as if you're not telling me there's something seriously wrong, then there's nothing seriously wrong. So it's better not to ask. So I came home, and yeah, that, that's pretty much that. That's my whole kind of hospital experience over. Now they checked up on me every few every few months to kind of come back in and and um, ask how I am and take my heart rate measures and try to figure out exactly what the fuck is going on. So yeah, I get back home on the Friday, and again I go back to work on the Sunday. So I took to have the Saturday off, go back to work on the Sunday, no time off because um, I hate having time off. I, I don't like being at home, sitting around doing nothing because uh, your mind, my mind is my worst enemy. My best friend is my worst enemy because um, it just, yeah, people, people, know what I, people know what I'm talking about, it being your worst enemy, um, which is what it's doing to me now. I started a fucking podcast for fuck's sake. I'm, that's how bored I am. I ordered a microphone, I paid for it, I paid a hefty price <laughs> and I'm doing a podcast that's what I seen a tweet funnily enough back when I was in Australia I seen a tweet at the start of lockdown where someone was just like I know you're bored I know we're in lockdown but please 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 don't start a podcast it was like a comedy tweet and I started laughing and I go <laughs> that's quite funny that's quite funny and here I am six days in broke <laughs> here I am um, sitting on my bedroom floor with my microphone I'm very uncomfortable but we're having fun. I'm enjoying this. I'm enjoying talking about this. And we're 40 minutes in. I had to stop it soon enough. I'll get, I'll get over this first part of the story though. But yeah, I got home. And this time around, I felt a bit more at ease because obviously the doctors had looked after me for 24 hours and they didn't tell me what it was, but they didn't tell me there's anything wrong. So, you know, off I go. 
off I go. But again, I still had that slight feeling that something was always wrong. I felt fragile again. I think my mental, my mental, uh, mental strength just crashed, just diminished. Which sucks because before that, nothing really bothered me. Nothing ever really. I never really thought twice about much. I didn't really think that, um, you know, how fragile the human body can be at times. And I used to think that, you know, I don't know. What's the word? You can do anything. But now all of a sudden I was more cautious. I was more weary of, like, what I ate and what, like, I drank. Like, I, before I used to drink Monster Energy, like the Monster Energy drinks before a workout or something. Um, I'd have like a coffee in the morning and then I'd have that in the afternoon. But after this whole ordeal, I didn't even drink caffeine. I didn't drink caffeine. I didn't drink anything that had like fat in it. I, I didn't drink, I just, I didn't have any knowledge on it. Um, But I just went off the deep end and restricted pretty much everything. <laughs> so yeah, that was pretty much me for... For a few months, I still taking the medication, and I feel still felt like, like when even when I went to work out, when I was like working out before, I used to like, go crazy, you know, oh, like max heart rate, fucking bullshit, you know, crazy, just ah, <laughs> you know, like just fucking go crazy nuts, you know, I don't know what to describe it. I just I didn't give a shit. I had like crazy workouts. I wanted to push myself, but now all of a sudden I like was just like scared to do it. I was scared um, in case something were to happen. Even though there was nothing wrong with me, it just mentally I just wasn't there. And um, that kind of kept on going. That that probably, is it there today? Out of the 25th of August, 2020? Yeah, but in like a smaller capacity, not not anywhere as restricting as, as what it was uh, coming up on a year and a half ago. Or well over a year and a half ago, sorry. Yeah, so I just felt, went back to work, felt fragile, I felt like, uh, you know, I just, that was it, life, life is never going to be the same as it was before, you know, um, and yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anything in between that happened, or if that was just it, and that, that's pretty much it, like I went in for checkups, doctors kind of told me what they thought I might have been, they told me, oh, that was a really weird way I said that, they told me... <laughs> They told me that it could have been, um, they thought that there could have been something with my heart, that they thought there was like a separate, oh, what did they call it again? They called it, it was obviously a medical term that I forget. But anyway, they were going to have to probably do a procedure. They thought they were going to have to do a procedure on me to get rid of this extra part of my heart. So basically, like, there was an extra part of my heart that helped to skip a beat every now and again. So instead of going, boo, 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 this extra pit bit of my heart uh, took a shortcut so instead of doing the second beat where it goes duh, duh, my heart just goes duh, and then goes back to the first beat again it doesn't have that second beat that was a terrible description and I apologise if I could do a drawing I would <laughs> because it's much easier to explain over drawing but yeah they're sure they're going to have to go and do a procedure where they had to get rid of that extra part of my heart which meant going up a vein or, or up whatever I don't ask again I apologise I'm not I'm not too well versed on this stuff, but they'd have to send something up there to burn it off. Which is pretty hefty. <laughs> pretty hefty. Um, 
but then a few months later went back to the doctor and they are or the same hospital and they are like no i don't know what that doctor told you i don't know i see in so many different experts well yeah experts <laughs> um you told me so many different things and yeah turns out i didn't have to have the procedure i didn't have to to do so which was great because that sounded like like that sounded just heavy having to go into my heart get rid of an extra piece and then you know yeah even the toss that now is like fuck that i'll find out the name of the uh, procedure or i'll find out the name of what they thought i had uh, because i looked it up <clears throat> at the time and learned all about it because i wanted to know if this was going to go ahead what it would what it would cause and what it would what would be the consequences if if uh it did go ahead and all that sort of stuff but yeah had a few like checkups and all that sort of stuff um the weirdest one being feb valentine's day sorry yeah valentine's day 2019 i had to have the monitor the heart rate monitor put on me again for 24 hours so i went into the hospital put it on off you go see you in a day we'll monitor your um your heartbeat tomorrow let you know the results bam 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 bam, bam. that was all fine 24 hours going back in um to give it back so i'm on like a tram uh that passes by the hospital and uh yeah so we're going like at a good speed and uh, out of nowhere just i hear like a scream like it was a, like a really like a real quick scream i look up and look up to where the driver is because i'm at the very front of the tram and we just we just smack into this to this lady and uh, at the time i didn't know what we hit i just know we hit a person because i just remember seeing the the body hitting the side of the tram um so we obviously stop i remember looking at the two drivers at the time and they were just like david like i can't even describe how they looked because they just they knew what happened they knew that they hit a woman and um again there was complete pandemonium on the tram everyone's going crazy they want to get off and obviously we're at like a like pretty much a like a murder scene not a murder scene but like a crime scene the woman's just been here we're not supposed to leave because they get statements taken but everyone's just going cr like crazy on the tram they're like there's like, just one guy in particular was going like get me fucking off like, i'm gonna go fucking i'm gonna smack the fucking windows get me off this fucking tram i think people thought that there was a, someone i think someone said the tram's on fire which no it wasn't on fire but anyway yeah we got off in the end everyone kind of ran everyone just fucking bolted um and I kind of made the mistake of like going around, me and a few others hung back. Um, and I remember just going around to the side of the tram where we had obviously hit the person. I remember seeing the body lying on the floor. Um, at that point, we're right beside the hospital. So luckily, you know, there was a few ambulances there and the police were there at the time. Um, so they were there like literally on the scene nearly straight away. Uh, but I'm, I still remember, I don't know, I don't know why I did it. I think I was just sort of in sh I was in shock, but I didn't know what we'd hit. But I remember going around to the side and looking to kind of confirm, I guess you could say. And I just remember seeing the, I, uh, my the body. Um. So yeah, like I, I anyway at the time again, I was kind of in shock. I rang. I rang my manager first in work actually because I was meant to be in work after I'd gone to the hospital to hand in the heart rate monitor. I remember calling him first. I didn't know who to call. I just remember him calling him first, calling him first, and being like, "Yeah, like I'm not gonna, like I, like I 
probably going to be delayed getting to work later on because, <laughs> you know, we're not going to be able to get the tram because the line's down. Um, so I don't know why I called him to let him know that. I just, off the top of my head, I didn't know who to call or what to do. I was just completely in shock. <laughs> but I called him and he was, I think I, no, sorry, I think I texted him. I think I called him, but he didn't answer and I texted him. And when I called my mom, just being like, yeah, so <clears throat> when I called her, I was kind of like, yeah, so this happened. <laughs> I didn't really know what to say. Again, I was in a complete, complete utter, um, shock and didn't know what to say and just told her what happened. Um, while I had to basically go back into the hospital and give in this heart rate monitor back in. So I was, as I was walking, like I said, the, the tram line was literally right beside the... Uh, hospital like literally a minute walk so went back in and handed back in the heart rate monitor and like I said to the to the nurse like if you're looking at the results um, there may be a spike in my heart rate the past like 15-20 minutes or so because of because of what happened um, anyway that, that happened and I got a taxi into into work and then Pretty much as I was going into work, the news started to kind of filter on social media about what happened. So I was able to have a look and find out a bit more. Um, and yeah, I could find out like who was hit and and um, yeah, kind of what the story was. Uh, and then also the local Garda station. Oh, sorry, Garda station. That's our any international listeners. That's our police force. Um, so our the local police station was basically looking for any witnesses to kind of come forward and just explain the story and what happened and and all that so obviously I, I put my name forward give them a call and um, I couldn't get back into the actual station the nearby station so they came out to me and work and uh, it must have been it like 7 o'clock at night or something they came out or like half 6 I think I remember it was they came out and um, like interviewed me and walked me through like, kind of what happened and what was my experience and did I so I didn't notice anything un- like odd about the like the way the drivers were acting or, or you know the stuff like that. So um, yeah, that was that was very <clears throat> a very strange day, especially being Valentine's Day. It was kind of like one of those things that I'll always be able to remember the exact date and um, yeah, sort of like a little little side story there. I think I kind of got a bit off topic. I was kind of talking about the two reasons why I left or <laughs> why I wanted to go they're kind of the two big main ones um, to end that story anyway my heart has been has been fine bar the um, bar the odd palpitation every now and again when um, when I'm stressed or anxious or you know anything along those lines but I'll dive into like why or what I think it really is and why I think I have those palpitations every every so often in like a future episode i think i'm gonna like finish this one soon enough this first one because i've been going for about 15 minutes nearly that and um, i kind of want to work how to upload them and how to kind of work it before i go any longer because i don't want to record for like over an hour and realize that you know i can't upload like a certain file size or something along those lines i want to make sure that i know what i'm doing before i dive into dive into the, the deeper the deeper stuff I think um, yeah, this episode I'm going to just leave it at like the build up or like the the reasons why I left 
like like I said I went through the two main reasons why and um, next one I'll probably dive into like the few months leading up to before I left and what I was thinking what my mind was kind of going through and then um, future episodes were going to be what happened when I got over in Australia and what it was like and being a solo traveler for the first for the first few weeks anyway that might be a few episodes because there's probably a lot to go through 10 months I probably can't condense 10 months into anything less than a few hours so um yeah I have a few bullet points written out that I want to kind of go through and um give advice hopefully some advice useful advice for people who may be thinking about doing the same thing in the future when it's uh safe to do so definitely not in Australia until next year anyway because of the fact that I'm not letting anybody in potentially until next year which I imagine it will it'll be that way um but yeah, I think I'm going to abruptly end this episode because, uh, like I said, I kind of want to get my feet underneath me first with how this kind of works. And uh, next episode hopefully will be a bit longer, a bit more in-depth. I think I'll sit down and kind of write down what I want to do next or what I want to talk about next and have it all bullet-pointed as well as probably confirming a few, uh, a few dates and topics I think I have to go through, uh, which I mentioned before, and this I'll have to kind of um, bring up. So I'll research those and hopefully come up with answers and um, come up with a name for this as well, which is probably looking like it's going to be uh, unoriginal and just my name plus the word podcast at the end of it, but we'll see. Anyway, thank you guys for listening and um, I'll see you guys in the next um, episode. If you have any suggestions as well, I will say any suggestions or any sort of tips or topics you want me to pass or pass over or talk about, let me know. But um, yeah, until then, I'll see you next time.